Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com. It is Monday, August 14th. We have Monday Night Raw to talk about. We have SummerSlam predictions to make. We're going to talk about Ric Flair. We're going to talk about Hardcore Holly's sick, disgusting, filthy burn of Billy Gunn, if I don't forget about it. Lots to talk about tonight. Lots to, to inform you all about that you may have missed out on this weekend. But I am joined by one Alexander Pawlowski the Fourth. That's me. That's me. That's that's my name. Don't wear it out. It was a pretty calm weekend, yeah. Yeah, no, it was uh, fairly calm. That was nice. Uh, unlike this next coming up weekend and the weekend after that, oh, which, yeah. will, which will be all balls to the wall. Yeah, all of our balls are going from the windows to the walls. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. In case you guys missed it, I did a very short podcast on Sunday reviewing the Omega Okada three match, talking about the G one finals, and then I did a members only podcast on Friday with David Bixenspan, where we talked about uh, his Hogan Gawker coverage, uh, his conflict that he had online with Kenny Omega, the Scenic City Invitational. We also told a story about a former employer. It is the story, the one you all, most of you all have heard teased for a while so go check that out register at fightful.com for that also if you register at fightful.com you can go to our forums and uh, enter our forum contest that we started last week obviously we didn't know what was going to transpire which is what we're going to talk about but you can win a rip flare defining moments action figure if you register over at the fightful forums and make your predictions for SummerSlam over on a thread in our wwe section now, Alex, um, Pro Wrestling Sheet issued a report this weekend that Ric Flair was hospitalized, and there were there were some reports um, throughout the web that said that it was heart-related, and as it turns out, that wasn't the case. Jimmy Van of uh, our founder, Fightful.com, actually revealed today that Ric Flair was put in a medically-induced coma, and uh, it had to do with a bacterial infection. Uh, this 
coming from Fightful.com founder Jimmy Van. Since then, Flair has had successful surgery, but still in pretty bad shape, although Jimmy Van has also heard that the family is actually kind of optimistic, even though it's an uphill battle. Uh, what were your thoughts when you heard this? This is a guy who has lived 10 full lives, if not that, already. Yeah, it's one of those things where, um, like, it, it seems like yesterday Flair was still doing this. It seems like he was he was just in the ring, you know, and and so you don't realize this dude's old. He's like pushing 70. So anytime you go in to the hospital at that age, you never know. But it's this was a guy who like had so much life in him for 40 years, you know, in, in this business that you, you it I mean just one of those things I was looking for a YouTube clip to put on our show, to put on our on our article. And when you Google, uh, when you go to WWE's YouTube and put in Ric Flair and search for it through their YouTube, most of the first stuff is all stuff from the 80s, all of his yeah. promos from the 80s. And so you just get, you fall into a rabbit hole going down and watching those stuff and going, wow, this guy, man. If you asked me in 1985, is this guy going to live forever? I'm like, 50-50? He might. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's how much energy. plane crash and wrestled after that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Well, this guy's as a if surviving as if surviving an AWA training camp wasn't tough enough. Right. He like where you got Vern Gagne and Billy Robinson and people like that, like just beating you down and making you run miles, where he lost like 60 pounds in the training camp. He went and did that. He wrestled until his like what his 50s? Oh yeah. And let's be honest, if he could, he would probably still do a match here and there. And uh, as Jimmy and I were talking, like this would, if, and we don't want to think like that, but I think it would probably be the greatest loss in wrestling. I mean, it's a guy who not only transcended wrestling, but pop culture today. Oh, yeah. Today, he influences athletes today. Conor McGregor, I mean, like the the influence is there. You see it. Yeah. Um, He did this insane promo vignette for the PGA championship for golf Mm -hmm. because they were doing it in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is where he's from. And this promo was so excellent. Like the pro the production work is excellent, but he's on his game. He looks like old Nate. He's got the big glasses and the suit with the open throat shirt. And, and like, this is him at 68, just proving he's still got it. Whereas that's concerned. And the fact that the, the, the golf says we would like you Ric Flair to come and, you know, do this big promo thing for our company. Uh, he has amazing crossover appeal and you're right. Um, when he does go, whether it's, you know, God forbid soon or 10, 15 years from now, it'll be a huge loss. It'll be one of the ones we've, we've felt the most, I think like, I don't know, since Andre, I mean, just how much he's meant to the business for how long he's been in the business. It's amazing. Yeah. You got to feel for Charlotte, too, who has been in China over the last weekend, knowing what her her father's going through and still soldiering through and doing that. Uh, Yeah, we we hope for the best and definitely extend our best wishes to to Ric Flair because there are few as influential, let alone more influential than than a Ric Flair in that, that are associated with pro wrestling. And he's just that kind of guy that you always imagine being around. 
you can't really imagine a world or a landscape without a Ric Flair or even you know a wrestling landscape. It doesn't seem like he's ever really gone that long. So, um, be- best wishes to him and the rest of his family as well. Uh, of course, stay tuned to Fightful.com for all your news in regards to that, as well as uh, MMA, boxing, and you know we got that coming over the next two weeks, you guys. August 26th, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Tomorrow on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast, I've never been more excited to do a, a an MMA podcast on a week where there was no event. But we're going to break down that Polly uh, Malinagi, Conor McGregor footage. And Alex, you had yeah. to have seen it. You're not an MMA guy. You're not a no, boxing guy. Yeah. But you had to have seen it. I saw it, yeah. Was it a knockdown or was it a push? I don't know, man. What I, I, I it was a knockdown. It, it was, was a, a knockdown. knockdown. It was a knockdown. It doesn't matter. This is the deal. I love this guy, honestly, because I don't I don't follow the sport really. So this Polly Malinagi guy, like, he's just this giant celebrity now because he's going on like he's going on this press tour. And uh, he's I mean when when he boxed, he looked like Evan Courageous from Three Counts. <laughs> like he had these dreads. He got like Perhaps his most famous moment was him getting his hair cut in the middle of a fight with Ricky Hatton. And now, like, you see him and he's like, yeah, but, 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 but. And he's going on this media tour. He's gone, like, full Brucey from Longest Yard in, like, his explanation. Like, it was that, – that, fo- that footage was edited. No! And he retired earlier this year. We're going to talk about it all on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast tomorrow. Definitely tune into that. It's going to be an entertaining show. We have Frank Trigg on the program as well. Uh, also, a Bellator um, interview that I did last week. Also, of course, the list and your boy Wednesday afternoons. But we got NXT SummerSlam post shows this weekend as well. Lots of stuff over at Fightful.com. We got a ton of exclusives, guys. I know you guys have seen us cited all over the place. So uh, we definitely want to thank all those people who have cited our reports and linked to our reports because – not a lot of outlets will do that for a young site. Like there are, that, that's sometimes an uphill battle. But I want to thank all of you who, who actually helped push for that to happen too, because that's just good journalism. But uh, like I said, Fightful.com, place to be. Now that I got all those plugs out of the way, it's time for me to tell you that this show is brought to you by TrigTent.com. We're the best in politics and the best of Nigel, our new Wednesday producer on the list and your boy. That's his jam over there, guys. Go check it out. Show him some love. Monday Night Raw tonight, as we get through – actually, no, we'll we'll make our predictions for the matches that come from Raw during the show. But for Monday Night Raw, uh, for for the other matches, we'll we'll get afterwards. As a whole, what do you think about Monday Night Raw? Um, Weird. Like, the whole conceit of – we're going to get SummerSlam six days early. It's like Christmas morning in uh, December 19th or whatever. And I, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I get, wow, you guys have so much stuff. I know it's a stacked card, but it's a four-hour show. Six, if you go to the pre-show, you couldn't find room for the Cruiserweight Championship and Finn versus now. Okay, I guess. But then we have those matches. And now we find out we're going to have rematches of those matches. So, uh, okay. I guess we get back to square one. So that's good, I guess. 
And then the major deal was that we're going to have the face to face to face to face. I'm we're, we're face lucky it wasn't in, every direction. <laughs> I, I, well, I guess we're lucky it wasn't. It's not an eight-way match because then it'd be a face to 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 face. Why? Why do you have to say it that way? Just uh, whatever. Um, and that we'll, we'll talk about it. Turned out to be okay, but not like something groundbreaking. So, yeah, it's a go-home raw. But I expected more for heading to SummerSlam. Dean Ambrose is out. He's super peeved about the Rollins thing last week, and for some reason they calls Rollins out. Why haven't they talked over the last week? I don't know. They've been on tour together. Like, you think they would have passed each other in the hallways or something if they don't have the same locker room? It's it's. I mean, they've been on live events together. Right, exactly. I mean, I've seen it on social media. <laughs> the WWE yeah. put it out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, these two guys were lukewarm at best a couple of month, months ago, Alex. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Yep, yep. And it goes to show you that the WWE knows, hey, there was this thing that we did right like three, four years ago. Everything else since then has been shit. So we're going to go back and do that thing. We're just going to rehash that because we know you yeah. like that. Instead of actually, you know, doing something new and original and, and good recently, we're going to go back and do something you love. Hey, with, with a reaction like they, what they got, how oh, are you going to hate on that? Absolutely. That's what, I, what I'm saying is they've been trying for years since the breakup to get these guys to that, to that point where, they were, where it was a good decision to break up the shield so all three guys would be single stars at the level or bigger than the shield. And with these two... It hasn't really worked. Maybe you can blame the injury for, for Rollins not being where they wanted him to be now. And maybe you can say uh, that Dean's just not consistent in his character. But the this moment, the moment they got back together, which we'll talk about, the end result, brilliant. Some of the stuff they did leading up to it was just funny. Yeah, um, it's also, uh, before we got into this, I wanted to uh, extend my condolences to the family of Jojo Offerman. She lost her sister, uh, Gigi. That's very unfortunate, and uh, definitely our thoughts are out to the family, friends of her as well. They teased this a lot. Like, they <laughs> yeah, they were they were really dancing around it, and Ambrose and Rollins can't come to terms and beat each other up. Sheamus and Cesaro picked the bones. Then they kicked Cesaro and Sheamus' ass. <laughs> and, like, begrudgingly, like, do an in-sync coordinated, yeah. like, a straight-up Backstreet Boys music video fist bump type of thing. <laughs> like... Rollins and Ambrose got out there like, everybody, <laughs> the shield's back. All right. That's what it was. That's what yeah, happened. That's what it was. In this situation. You could see this coming from a mile away, yeah. but it was good. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, lo- I, I did like a lot of it. The, the promo work back and forth was decent. Uh, I, liked, I liked these two guys talking. And then, um, and then Rollins puts out his fist. And Dean's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fist bump you. 
And Ron's like, okay, fine, fine, whatever. And they both just bickered each other. And then Dean holds out his fist, which is what Rollins wanted like a minute and a half earlier. And then Ron's like, no, now I don't want it anymore. And so yeah. then they, they, they start shoving each other, rolling around on the ground. And it, it was just funny because, I mean, come on, guys. Uh, oh, they're fighting like brothers. Okay, okay, fine. Um, which was which was just funny. Um, and some I made a joke that it was like some fight in some women's prison movie where you know they're just going to start making out at some point because whatever. And somebody was like, well, no, they don't have fisting in those movies. Like, ah, but they do have teasing that there might be fisting. And eventually, you know, they did do it. But uh, no, this this was really great. And I'm looking forward to the, the Dean and Seth era of, of yeah. the shield. And seeing when, where, and how they cross paths with Roman Reigns in like three months. Because if you wanted to, if you wanted to really turn Reigns heel, having him turn on Seth and Dean, who are now best friends, that would be a great way of doing it. There's a lot of things you can do with this. Yeah, I don't know if they want to, though. Oh, I don't think they do either. But the fact that, that, that Reigns hasn't had any input in on this, when mm-hmm. we know he's there, like he's completely divorced from this storyline where I feel like he well, should you, have a You think he's going to run the, the 99DX thing where they like fight for the rights to the merchandise and stuff? They should. They should Speak. show up at SummerSlam wearing the old SWAT gear and have Roman go, hey, dudes, what? That's, oh, you can't play. That's my music. I have custody of the music. I got that in the divorce. You can't oh. just go back and use our old music. That's mine now. Speaking of DX, and Alex will have a story on this soon, but Billy Gunn like, kind of ribbed Hardcore Holly on Twitter. Like Hardcore Holly posted a picture of himself looking a little trim, like not bad or anything, oh. looking like a normal human being. And Billy Gunn goes, did you stop working out? And Hardcore Holly says, no, I got off the gas. And in parentheses put, PEDs. <laughs> because the gas. Unlike you. <laughs> right. The gas is an inside term that most normies wouldn't get. So he puts in parentheses, PEDs, so we all can get the joke. Oh, man. Uh, and by the way. Holly looks great. I don't know what Bill, Billy Kidman's talking about. Like, he doesn't... He doesn't I mean, Billy, two hundred and Billy Kidman. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, sorry, Billy Gunn. I don't know what he's talking about because he looks great for the guy that age. I was like, well, okay, that's all right. A guy, um, a guy that age... Oh, let's keep in mind, Billy Gunn got fired because of what how his physique ended up being. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I thought that was... One hell of a burn, and Stevie Richards even chimed in. Like yeah. when Doctor Stevie comes to mediate, like it all just—it's uh, all out there at this point. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Up next, we had the top contender tournament final. Sasha Banks defeated Nia Jax. Alexa Bliss is ringside in an elevated throne, like Shao Kahn. Like impressed me. Right. I loved it. Um. Yes. Uh, the problem was is that I didn't even realize they were calling it a throne because it was so easy, obviously a lifeguard chair. But then when you look up close, they had painted it silver and like put like little tapestries around it or something. And 
I thought to myself, oh, this makes perfect sense because SummerSlam is the biggest event of the summer. Summer equals the beach equals lifeguard chairs. It just makes perfect sense. But then they were like, no, it's a throne. It's like, no, it's not. No, it's not, you guys. It's not a throne. It's a lifeguard chair. <laughs> so, so it was just weird that they insisted on calling it something it wasn't. Um, but it was, it, was, it was cool to see her up there that high. That was a cool way to play on her smallness. Um, and the match, I thought, uh, was was pretty great, particularly the finish, which was awesome. I loved this match. I thought it was really good. I thought it was the best match of the night. And, you know, you tell a lot of people, hey, you're getting Wyatt versus Finn Balor. You're getting a Cruiserweight title match. You're getting this. They're, they're probably not going to say that an Nia Jax match is going to be the best one you see. But it was. It was really good. Sasha Banks is a great opponent for Nia Jax. Nia Jax is a great opponent for Sasha Banks. Uh, There's this good story right out of the gate of, like, Nia Jax doing enough to finish Sasha Banks. But Sasha Banks just keeps finding a way out. Mm -hmm. Whether it's kicking out, grabbing the ropes, rolling out of the ring right after a move like grasping with her fingertips the rope. And that's all you got to do. You just have to touch the rope. And then that's a, that's a rope break. You don't have to hold on or anything like that. You mm-hmm. just got to touch it. Uh, Sasha wasn't able to power bomb Nia from the ropes, but kicks her feet out. And I'm usually against the holding the top rope thing, but for Nia trying to pull herself up, it makes, a, it made sense in that spot. That's why I really appreciated that. They made, that spot that consistently that the mm-hmm. Alberto Del Rios can't make sense of that. Uh, I think it, it were new day and the Usos couldn't make sense of it. Sasha Banks and Nia Jax made sense of that spot. And, uh, Nia, and Sasha is still varying up that offense that she does with her knees so often. Big fan of that too. Also, Nia Jax's counter was worth a mention where she big booted Sasha Flat from her ass, Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cool. Then we go from a bank statement into a tilt-a-whirl DDT, back into a bank statement. That ruled. That was yeah. really cool. The two moments uh, stood out uh, for this match for me. Um, one was, I'll, I'll never get tired of it, even though I'm pretty sure she's going to kill somebody one of these days, of the spot Nia does where she flings somebody against the barricade while still holding on to them. Like, the when Sasha did try to do, like, a seated senton or something, and then just Nia just caught her up on her shoulders, and, oh, it was disgusting. Um, and, again, I watch it, and I go, if that was a different person doing that to Sasha, I would go, ooh, that's great. And in this case, I go, ooh, is she okay? Because Nia doesn't have the, the, the greatest history of not hurting people. And it sure looked like that was mostly the flush of Sasha Banks's temple colliding with yeah. the barricade, which isn't like super padded. I mean, there's some padding there, but Jesus. And the second, the second thing that stood out was the finish. Like Naya fighting out of the bank statement, uh, trying to get to the ropes, Sasha leaping over her to put the bank statement on the other side between Naya and the ropes. Then Naya standing up with uh, with Sasha looking like she was going to go for that shoulder breaker that she nearly killed Charlotte with like two months ago. Uh, and then Tilt-A-Whirl DDT that was sold so well by Naya 
like from the camera angle, you could see her realize what was about to happen to her yeah. right before she hit the canvas. That was amazing. Right into the bank statement. And kudos to Naya for getting that great Charlotte arch of the back during that final bank, bank statement always makes it look so great. This match was fire. I loved it. Um, and, and if you have Sasha wind up with the title, and this is the program you have for a while, I think I think I trust Sasha more than the other women on the roster to figure out ways of not getting killed by Nia, even though she's so much smaller than Nia. Yeah, uh, body language is an issue that I think Nia Jax has faced. Being safe in the ring is an issue. Her facial expressions are not one of those issues. She yeah. is really, really good at that. And shocker that her and Alexa Bliss are best friends. Yeah. <laughs> this is maybe, you know, I'm just talking one-on-one matches, right up there with the Bailey matches, I think the best matches that Nia Jax has ever had. I This was a really, really good performance. And I would say that, I, I, and I don't want anybody to report this. This is my hunch. I would say that this helped build a lot of goodwill after a couple of the performances that she's had recently, especially if Sasha Banks is going to be at the top of this card while, right. While uh, Bailey is hurt. So uh, that's, that's very good. The, the thing I want to is Achilles heel is her submission game too. I think that needs to be played up. Yeah. Um, that's true. Uh, uh, she's not as flexible as these other women. So she, she can't be put in these things. There's something really interesting. She had in an interview, I think it was on uh, talk is Jericho. Uh, we might have a thing already up on the site about it, where she talks about how in NXT, you go in the performance center with the person you're going to work with at TakeOver, and you work on your match for a month with the trainers, and you figure out how to lay out the match perfectly, how you practice certain spots. So they figured, okay, in her first match with Bailey at TakeOver London, Bailey's going to get you in a guillotine chokehold, and, and she's just not going to let go. That's going to be the end. So let's work toward building to that thing. And she was talking about how that you had all that time. And now on Raw, she's like thrown thrown into it. Like it's just you don't have as much time to work towards this kind of stuff. So tonight shows me that she's gotten to a point where she can learn these kind – put together a match like this in a shorter amount of time than she used to be able to – had to rely on back in NXT. I, I, I continue to hope for, for her improvement because – a woman her size is a huge asset to that division because you can you can use it to tell different stories in the ring as opposed to a bunch of five foot five women. You have this one woman who towers over the rest of them. You can use that as they did tonight to tell a story, and I'm I'm looking forward to more of that. Guys, make sure you head over to Fightful.com. Some of our forum topics right now include Adam Cole to NXT, Ric Flair. Uh, Someone asking if NXT is getting bland, a Liv Morgan call-up, somebody saying Kenny Omega needs to get to WWE sooner. Also, we have tons of exclusives. We were the ones who broke the news of Ronda Rousey doing pro wrestling training. We had the news on Ric Flair today. Uh, of course, uh, Matt Riddle talking a possibility of heading over to New Japan. I had a special on WWE's four most viral clips of 2017. Flip Gordon talking about his Ring of Honor contract length. He got put over big time in that uh, being the elite Q&A, which I highly recommend. That is a great watch by uh, the Bullet Club or Bullet Club and Bullet Club Elite saying that he's probably going to become the next big thing on the indie scene. I had an interview with him, so uh, definitely go check that out. Of course, uh, we also had a couple weeks ago Karen Jarrett downplaying the story of Braun Strowman's apology. 
Alex Riley talking about Glow, not taking bookings outside of WWE. And of course, if you all haven't checked it out, my Toronto video blog, get over there and check it out. What is going to happen with so many of these? Are, are we just leaving 25, 30 guys off of SummerSlam, Alex? Because there's a lot of them. Elias, Elias is one of them. Yeah, well, they haven't announced anything for the pre-show. I'm assuming they're just going to shunt stuff over to it. Um, they didn't say anything was going to happen. I'm anticipating um, a rematch of tonight's six-man between the Miztourage and Jason Jordan and the Hardys to be added to the pre-show because that seems very pre-show-ish, and you got you got to get the Hardys on the, on the SummerSlam card somewhere. Um, so I don't know. There, Yeah, there are a lot. Who deserve it? Like, there are people who, over on SmackDown, which I don't get to talk about, who have just been flat-out mishandled, misbooked, and screwed over, uh, and who absolutely deserve to be at some point on the card that guarantees them a match in the SummerSlam. Sami Zayn, cough, cough, Sami Zayn. But it looks like people like that aren't going to get anywhere near this card, and that's a shame. I would love like a pre-show match battle royal. I would love that. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, we're talking like, man, a t- like, and you got Sami Zayn and Jason Jordan and The Miz and Ty Dillinger. A lot of people who need a little bit of direction. <clears throat> Up next, well, we had Elias. He got interrupted again by R Truth, and then he beat R Truth's ass. Now, before this, Elias had some sick heat from the crowd. I'm oh, talking. yes. And this was a great crowd, by the way. Oh, a yeah. A great crowd. Yeah, he was disparaging New England's clam chowder. And you just don't do that in Boston. They love their chowder there. They're very proprietary of their chowder. So, obviously, they were very upset with him. Uh, I, I do love his work, Uh I think it's very interesting that I, I keep thinking about it, like how much more over as a heel he is here than when it was an NXT and nobody cared. Um, and I, I love him getting honest heel heat by like mocking this, the, the crowd's city, just beating down a fan favorite, albeit one that's totally inconsequential. But everyone loves to yell what's up. So you deprive them of that and they're going to hate you. It's just, it's, it's old school, and I like it a lot. Where are we at? I'm looking at my notes here. There's this backstage segment, Alex, where like six things are going on at once. Like, I was like, and you know, usually I'm like, okay, you guys can speed it up. I was like, slow down, <laughs> slow down. Dawson's injury is addressed. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle's backstage, and he's like, hey, Hardys, Dawson got hurt. And then the Miztourage pops up, and they're like, yeah, hey. But something about Brock Lesnar. And and they kind of mock Kurt Angle for that. And I'm like, damn, okay. Already a lot of personalities in this one. Then they're like, Jason Jordan is facing Bo Dallas. And Miz is like, no, 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 no. No, he's not. He's going to face the Miz. Then a ref pops in. I don't know where the fuck the Hardys went. Pardon my language, guys. <laughs> and then this ref is like, hey, there's something going on with Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt. Kurt Angle's like, oh, shit. So he takes off. And we get a full commercial. It took him like four minutes? Yeah. It's a big arena, apparently. 
They, they have, it was on the entire. They had to walk around the entire backstage area underneath the seats to find uh, Finn and Bray because they just got to him after a four minute commercial break. Uh, yeah, this 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 was one of those things where it was like basically it seemed it read it to me like Kurt Angle going, "Sorry, Hardys, wish we could have gotten you on that SummerSlam card, but you know Dawson got hurt. That's too bad." Anyway, and then like <laughs> that was the end of that scene, and the next scene is. Miz shows up. Uh, so it didn't read to me at the time that it was the Miz interrupting the Hardys because the Hardys didn't have anything to say about it. Yeah. It obviously is that now because they ran in and messed with the Miz. Yeah, they did later. that. But, uh, yeah, they got to be involved somehow. This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slam because they're they're too popular personalities yeah. to just completely leave off leave off the show. Right, but the thing I loved was um, this: Kurt Angle shows up to separate Finn and Finn and Bray, and he's like, "That's it! As punishment, your SummerSlam match is gonna be tonight." And then Corey Graves is like, "I think Kurt Angle's doing a great job taking all those pay per view matches and putting them on tonight." Yeah, he's like that. I don't think how that works. That's not how that works. If I'm Stephanie, I'd be pissed. I'm somewhere livid. Uh, up next, we had Big Cass, and boy, was he over as a heel too. I don't. Is it just in Boston because he's from Queens? Doesn't like, matter. It worked, man. Doesn't uh, matter where you are. It worked. I understand, but I mean, like, but you and I, you and I have talked about this. He consistently gets amazing YouTube numbers, and he's bad. He's really bad at what he's yeah. doing. So, like, I don't understand. Like this, this to me did not read as. Um, I didn't think this was bad, though. I, I thought this no, was decent. No, it was decent, but it did not read to me as. Roman Reigns on the Raw after WrestleMania, everyone's booing him and he can't get a word in edgewise. This was Cass trying to make that happen, but just decided not to say SummerSlam. And and then when Enzo came out, he made that into a joke. Um, but it did seem to me like, oh my God, are we going to get an exit on, con- uh, on commentary? Are we going to get a third SummerSlam match tonight? And, I was, and at this point I was like, seriously, guys, <laughs> what do you have planned is the big bass, big big hoss, big beef, fatal four way going to last an hour and a half? Because if so, I'm all in. But otherwise, you're just moving stuff off the card too much. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case by the end of the night. But this ended up being, um, let's take Big Show out of the match on Sunday, which was odd to me. And then his thing later of like, no, 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 I can totally wrestle with a broken hand. It's fine. Well, yeah. So I thought Cass's promo was pretty good. Best one he's probably cut so far. 
outside of maybe the one where there was a lot of realistic realism. Well, this one had a lot of realism in it too, but they wouldn't let him talk. And Enzo played off of that really well, because I don't know if he knew that was going to happen, but that shows you that, you know, despite all the heat Enzo's got on him, he's proving his value in situations like that, where he can go off the cuff. He introduces big show and Gallows and Anderson are here to help cast Jump Show. Now, this obviously wasn't the plan a few weeks ago. I don't know if Cass is – he definitely wasn't my first, second pick to put them with. Probably not my fifth. What do you think's up with this? Uh, I think it's a it's a temporary angle they're running because – was it two weeks ago? Big Show and Enzo, you know, had a match against – Gallows and Anderson, and then after the match, mm-hmm. Big Show punched him or something. So it just seems like a really, a really easy way of doing of running the injury angle. Of um, now, Show has to face Big Cass um, with uh, with a broken hand, and Enzo's still in that damn shark cage. So now, whatever Enzo drops out of the shark cage for for Cass for for Enzo to, to for Show to use on cast is going to be like, oh, can he can he wrap the chain around the cast on his hand? Like it's just <laughs> but everyone seems to think at SummerSlam, Enzo's gonna turn on show and join back up with Cass. And if so, okay, fine. That'd I wouldn't mind seeing fantastic. Those, the, I wouldn't fantastic. Seeing, seeing those guys as a as a heel tag team. But again I do I do now. I do now because a lot of people like I mean and you'll have a lot of people say, internet fans, the IWC, everybody's got the internet. Everybody yeah. knows what's going on, almost everybody. And if they don't, then I'm sure Enzo and Cass will do a very good job of expressing it. But I don't know if that will happen necessarily now that uh, Anderson and Gallows are buddying up with Cass. Right, it, it's it's very odd, um, but the thing about it, the only thing about it that that I go, okay, is uh, this does nothing to help the fact that you have now. I guess now you have the Hardys and Dean and Seth. Those are your babyface teams. You have no mid card babyface teams. Everyone's everyone's a mid card uh, over on the heel side, except for Sheamus and Cesaro. Um, we'll see, and maybe maybe we're gonna get. A surprise call up from NXT or a, a superstar shake up thing getting people over from Raw. I don't know, but the tag division is all always is is interesting. Uh, you get the top, and then everything trickles way, 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 way down from there. Now I've, I've fallen behind on this a little bit. Rollins, Ambrose, Sheamus, and Cesaro. Who do you see winning this match? Uh, I think they could hot shot it right on to Dean and Seth if they want to give a giant pop to the crowd. Depends on what they're going to do with the rest of the show. You know what I mean? Um, I think it'd be I think it'd be uh, really fun to do that. Um, or you know they might string it out. But I feel like Sheamus and Cesaro have served their purpose. Um, and if it, if that is to get the belts onto Seth and Dean and let them run wild, you know, through the end of the year. That could be a lot of fun. You just see the old Seth and Dean back together, you know, feeding off each other. It could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be Rollins, Ambrose. Uh, Sasha versus Alexa Bliss, who do you got? Should be Sasha. 
Should yeah. be Sasha because then she can refuse to give Bailey a title shot, and we can we can get more into that storyline. Um, but I don't know if they're going to pull that trigger because Sasha wasn't supposed to be in this match. So to to then change plans so drastically that it's not they're not going to put it not keep it on Alexa, not going to put it on Bailey because Bailey's not in it. So Sasha wasn't their plan three weeks ago, whenever it was. Maybe a baby so, face was though. And who knows true. how long Bailey will be out? That's By true. the way, guys, we do have uh, a constantly updated injury report on Fightful.com. Only place you'll see something like that. We also have a list that we update every so often of confirmed contract links. Also something you only find at Fightful.com. If you all happen to have seen any that we don't have on there, send them in and uh, we will update it. Balor, well, we haven't got to that yet. Cass versus Big Show. Cass has got to win that match. It's a, it would be a giant waste of time not to. Um, and, and and I I hope it's through interference by Enzo. That's what I hope. <clears throat> Up next, Kira Tozawa defeated Neville to win the Cruiserweight Championship. This match started off really fast, and by all means, it's probably the biggest cruiserweight title match in the 11-month history of the belt because you have two guys, probably have the two most over champion and challengers that you've had since you've had the title. Mm-hmm. Neville gets his ass kicked pretty thoroughly in the early part of this match, which is not something Raw viewers have seen a lot of. Uh, Neville busted out the red arrow, really accentuated how important this match was to him because he hadn't been using that. He didn't want to give fans the satisfaction of it. He comes up empty. Tazawa hits his finish for the win. Surprising? Shocking. Um, the fact that they had the match at all on Raw, uh, and then I guess tomorrow night they're going to have a celebration for Tazawa and the rest of Titus worldwide uh, in the ring and 205 Live. And so that'll be must-see TV. And Neville, I love how later in the night, during a promo for 205 Live, where they just show a still shot of, of, of Tozaba having won the belt and say, he's going to have his, his uh, championship celebration tomorrow. Oh, and by the way, Neville invoked his rematch. Okay, moving on. Like, they didn't, they didn't really tell you that Neville's going to have a rematch at SummerSlam. Like, that was the whole point, um, which should be great, I hope. Um, and if, the, if this whole thing was just to get the belt off of Neville to put it back onto Neville, that doesn't make any sense to me. And this moment was so big. Like, Tozawa's one of those guys. He got over, ha. That's what yeah. he did. He, like, Dillinger got over 10. He got over, ha. And so he's one of the most over guys in the entire Cruiserweight division. So you give him his title win on Raw as opposed to building toward it and making it a big thing by having them go on and, and doing a SummerSlam, even though, you know, this rematch probably on the pre-show and they don't really care about these guys and so on and so forth. But I, I want this division to succeed and they just can't seem to get out of their own way when booking it. Um, but this was a great moment for Tozawa, a really good match. Um, and if the match on SummerSlam is this good and maybe 20% more, then it's going to be excellent and one of the best matches of the night. A lot of people upset that it was on Raw. A lot of people wondering why it was on Raw as opposed to SummerSlam. A lot of people 
I didn't have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem. Like, would I have liked somebody else to beat Neville? Yeah, maybe, but maybe this means good things for Tazawa. Maybe it means good things for Titus Worldwide. I'll reserve that judgment until I see how it all plays out. Titus Worldwide is in the ring celebrating with him. That was really good. It showed it furthered that. Yeah. And Apollo Crews being off of TV is more over than he ever was on TV. Yeah. Is the irony. It's so it's so uh unique. I like it. Uh I put in my notes, I imagine they'll do a remake rematch at the Pape. That's what they're doing. So we still get that. I'm sure it'll be good. Uh, who do you think's winning that one? Do you think Neville gets it back? Do you think? Uh, here's, here's the thing. There are two reasons. There's two two different schools of thought. If it's if it stays on Tozawa, I don't know who your number one contender is besides Neville. Who's the who's the who's the top heel on? You can on, find one. You can figure I, one out. Right. Well, we've heard rumors of, and these are unsubstantiated. I can't confirm them, but rumors of another soup shake. Yep. Yeah. So I guess we could see. Um, but I, I love Neville as the title holder. And, and it just – but it doesn't make any sense to me to take the title off of Neville only to put it right back on him at the pay-per-view. So I'm going to say Tozawa keeps it, even though I really don't think that. I think they're going to do the stupid thing and put it right back on Neville. So I guess I'll say Neville. Yeah, I think Neville too. Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. I can't imagine that I'd be more or less interested in a perceived main event level match. And then I remembered that Jinder Mahal is world champion. So uh, Balor's size does allow Bray Wyatt some more offense, though. That swinging gut buster was cool. I was a fan of that. I liked it. Yeah, uh, match was fine. Uh, again, one of those things I was like, um, okay. I guess I should have seen it coming because Finn gave this interview to IGN or someplace where he was like, oh, uh, no, I don't think Bray Wyatt is worthy of the demon. I might not bring the demon out at SummerSlam. And I was like, yeah. Finn, you little rogue. You like to tease us. And we all know the demon's coming out at SummerSlam. Oh, he's a fantastic troll. Oh, he's great. Uh, so, um, it was just he trolls his own friends. Like, yeah, I, I remember like they, they were doing a ride along. that was like before WrestleMania like that. And they showed him talking to Anderson and Gallows, like in March or something. Yeah. He's like, see y'all at Raw tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> like one of those, like he even messes with them. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it's going to be fun seeing the demon at SummerSlam the first time since last SummerSlam that he's been the demon. So like, that's a major deal. And I'm, I'm glad they're actually for, for all the things that I hate when they're like, Oh, it's so historic when you can actually do something where it means something like Finn Balor was the demon. He became the champion. And in that match, he was injured and was out for many months. He hasn't been the demon since one year later, he's going to be the demon. That's a cool thing. You can play that up. You can make it, you know, uh, momentous. And so I'm looking forward to that. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, you had to dump a bunch of strawberry syrup onto him to get him to that point. So. Yeah, what's up with that? I, 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 think mean, the, I think the tweet that I unleashed was, 
Finn Balor writhing around like it was Ronda Singh, uh, Bertha Faye's menstrual blood. Oh, man. Like he had, and they said later it was acidic. And I said, well, does that make him reptile from Mortal Kombat? How does that work? Yeah. Um, like, was, it, was Bray Wyatt afraid that he was fighting T-1000? What was up? This is, this is, a, this is a, was so weird. It was like, well, we got to have some, we got to have Bray do something that makes Finn be the demon. I got it. We'll have him pour blood on him because that's <laughs> what creepy guys would do. Like, it, it doesn't fit his character at all. He's never shown up in the ring with a bucket of blood. I can't wait for the next season of the Edge and Christian show. <laughs> I can't wait. They are going to take that to task. Oh, but they said they're never going to have a second season because of budget cuts. They'll they'll eventually have one. They're too entertaining to not have one. Finn Balor's so, winning the match at SummerSlam. Yeah, Finn's winning the match at SummerSlam. Before we get too far, I love that you mentioned Jinder Mahal as champion uh, like and how bad that is. I love how John Cena comes back and says, I want a match with Jinder. And Jan- Daniel Bryan says, nope, you got to fight Shinsuke Nakamura for that match. And, and Shinsuke Nakamura beats him, and then John Cena gets to face Jinder first anyway, because John Cena. So that'll be fun to watch tomorrow, even though it's a non-title match and nobody cares. <laughs> this wasn't a great match. This was an average match. Uh, we're going to see the same thing at SummerSlam, but with a lot more kicks. Oh, yeah. And with Balor, Balor winning. A lot of face paint. Also, I tweeted that Papa Shango at least did voodoo, but Bray Wyatt is an AV student who minored in art. True. That's it. Mickey James beat Emma. What was the point of this? Um, this reminded me of those old matches on Nitro. There was at least one or two every every time it was on Nitro. And the commentary during the match was about all the other storylines going on on the show that weren't happening during the match to get you caught up. Like, I don't, I mean, they, they, like, oh, yeah, Emma's got a hashtag, big whoop. And they, that was it. They were talking about everything else during the match. Like, Emma and Mickey have this backstage segment, and Emma's like, well, I deserve everything. I'm so entitled. I'm so entitled. I'm great. And Mickey's like, prove it in the ring. And I'm like, okay, fine. This could be good. And I was wrong. He was not. Um, Nobody cared, especially the performers. It looked like, I mean, it was just, oh, God, it was bad. And they don't know how to use any of their women besides Bailey, Sasha, Alexa, and Nia. These girls did not look good working together. This came about because Emma was complaining she didn't get an opportunity. I don't know what's up with her work of late, but it's been not good. Uh, now, I mean, I would say some of that has to do with the fact that She's been given really nothing. She got hit with a mitt kicked and pinned. I, I don't know why this happened. Listen, I was really optimistic going into this. I thought, oh, hey, they're building a one-off challenger for Sasha when Sasha wins the belt. They're building a one-off thing um, where Emma can get a title shot and then lose. And that's fine. And then they'll move on from it. But But when you let Emma really go... In the ring, she's really good. And they don't because they don't want her to look all that great because they don't want you to think, hey, why isn't she having a, a match for the title? You know, like it's just, it's it's not, eh. it's not fair as, as I'm sure Emma would say, but um, 
I do enjoy all of her ridiculous posts on Twitter. Um, the, the one she did, she had posted a poll during the show tonight. Do you think that Emma was screwed out of her opportunity last week and she should be in this match? And the two choices were agree or agree. So at least she's got a sense of humor about the whole thing. Yeah, she has she has made the best of that on social media. I'll give her credit. And a lot of people are like, oh, what's she doing? There's no coming back from that. I mean, Nia Jax did, but then again, you know, Emma's not The Rock's cousin. So right. Jason Jordan and the Hardy Boys defeated the Miz Taraj. Uh, the 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 Jordan thing isn't working as the baby face. They they ended their the match with the Miz in a DQ. But you know what? If I wanted to get a guy who was getting no reaction over as a baby face, I would put him with the Hardys and put him against the Miz. Mm-hmm. That's stacking the deck. Yeah. And if you can't get it that way, yep. you're probably not going to after after right. that. Like it's gonna they're, be tough. Yeah. They're not doing him any favors with that music. Because it's it sounds like it sounds like a boss level on an old Castlevania game. It sounds so dour and just it's bad, and it it doesn't make me want to like. He should come out to his to his dad's music, like something something fun and upbeat. A lot of horns in it. This is just like it's really. Do you remember the edited? Kurt Angle theme that they had in like 06 when they did it that way they couldn't chant you suck. Yeah. Why not like one of those? That'd be okay. Yeah. I'm sure like they, a remix. Listen, if you go if you go into their files and they don't have at least 17 things for patriotic. Yeah. Like what, what are we doing? You know? Anyway, um he's he's really good in the ring, but uh, he's gotta have more personality. There was one thing that was funny in the in the match, the, the big six-man thing, where I think he chopped Curtis Axel, and then he did, like, this yum-yum-in-my-tummy move, but on his chest, like, he looked over at the Miz and was like, mmm. It was unusual. Was like, what is the – okay, that's something. I mean, are, 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 you, are you weird? Are you quirky? Because that's fine. <laughs> Just being, being quote-unquote, gold-blooded is not a character trait. Yeah. So let's figure out what makes you tick, and maybe you maybe you'll get over. If not, hey, they have a ready-made way of getting him over as a heel. Say I made the whole thing up, Kurt. Like yeah. that's that's the easiest way to get out of this. They that's a that is a foolproof way of turning him heel and getting him over as a heel. Is but well, but, I mean, in, in that same regard, you have to involve Corey Graves like Corey Graves has to, be, has to become his manager or something oh yeah yeah because yeah. he is implicated either that or he loses credibility and trust sure. and whether it's a heel or a face like I think one of the most important things for an announcer is for you to trust them like you're supposed to trust your news anchors WWE yeah. doesn't give a single shit about that no but they should no. uh speaking, as speaking also, of an go wait, ahead wait, sorry uh, so speaking of announcers um, so is David Otunga still shooting that movie he left to go film or nah? Because like he's been away for a long movies don't take that long to film. I know he had to learn how to speak, like he had to, he had to learn how to curse. We did a story on that months ago when he was first on set. He was taking lessons on how to say mother bleeper because he didn't he couldn't say it right. 
So maybe he's still doing that, and they've put off filming for a while. The other notes that I have is that Jordan just heaved his entire body into the ring post. I like Bo Dallas using like the one-man au revoir, which was the La Resistance finish back in the day. Uh, The thing with Jason Jordan is he seems like he tries a little bit too hard, and he doesn't need to. Like if he tried less, he'd be better. Yeah. He's just that good. It should be too easy for him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he should be able to – like it really is. So trying – Trying to prove through your actions and facial expressions that you're trying so hard to win doesn't do you any favors. Be the guy who's who's this is really easy for the jock everyone hated, but all the girls wanted. It's 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 easy to do. You can totally make it into a character. Also, in my notes, Jeff Hardy almost killed Bo Dallas with the whisper in the wind, and he wisely. Joe, uh, Jeff Hardy's one of the best about this, though. When he sees something like that, he immediately pins his opponent. Like, yeah. there, there was one that I remember from back in the day. He faced Shelton Benjamin, and Shelton Benjamin slipped on the top rope and fell on his face. Jeff Hardy immediately pinned Shelton Benjamin, as in, like, if you need out of here, let's get out of here. He did the same thing for Bo Dallas, and Bo Dallas kicked out, so he hit the Swanton one. Solid match. Um, main event promo. Explain what? How'd you feel about that? I thought it was pretty basic, and it got to a Strowman Lesnar showdown. Yeah, um, this this was fine. It, it's Paul Heyman. It always I I feel like Paul Heyman eighty percent of the time is phoning it in, which for him is better than everyone else on the roster by miles. So it's hard to like say he's phoning it in when it's so good. Um, but this to me is very paint by numbers. He's putting over Brock's opponents while also disrespecting them. Like he's he's a master at that. Uh, this was all very good. Uh, I love his little little uh, shots, little little double entendres about going to the UFC. You might as well put Brock in a cage. Hint hint. Like that's yeah. great. That's that's in a all... structure. Yeah, <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's not a structure. It's not a structure. This one's a cage. Um, well, Jinder Mahal is walking a UFC fighter out to the structure next month. Ooh, I bet CM Punk doesn't feel too happy about that. They should absolutely wrestle that one UFC fight in an eight-sided Punjabi prison. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, this this whole this is fine. Uh, and then Samoa Joe came out, uh, which was good. He's he's always very good on the mic. And then Braun Strowman came out, and I liked that, that Samoa Joe told him, like, you didn't win anything last week. I beat Roman for you. I put him to sleep while you were napping on your back. That's great. And I, I, I like that Strowman didn't have a comeback for that because, yeah, that's yeah, totally true. Um, but what was odd was they just got rid of, of Roman and Joe. Like, they were yeah. out on the, on, like, they were like lumberjacks for this match. They were out on the, you know, on the ringside. And it became entirely about Strowman and Brock, which is cool. But we just did the let's get everybody out from the locker room to yeah, break Angle these two the guys up. Coach. They just did that last month. Like I'm, I'm just telling you, man, Kurt Angle waving people in doesn't get old to me. Like he, he does it better than anybody. Like, come on, come on, come on, get, get down here. Now, before we go, 
by the way, guys, coverage all week of SummerSlam. Of course, our great live coverage this Saturday and Sunday. Post shows for both of them. That SummerSlam podcast is going to be a long one. Um, I'll run you through the predictions for the rest of, of the, the show. Big beef battle four-way. Who you got? Um, I think I think Brock finds a way to keep it because he's he's going to be on the shows in September. Like that's I mean like that's the only reason I'd say that. If I didn't know that he's booked for all those shows, I would say somebody else. But um, but I think he's I think he'll take it. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Lesnar unless there's some some fudgery afoot. Jinder Mahal, Shinsuke Nakamura. Now keep in mind, Jinder Mahal. I would I would be inclined to believe that they would WWE would love to have him carry that title out to the cage a few weeks later. Yes. As well as aren't they going to India at some point? Like isn't that a, like on on I don't it, think so. Okay. Um whatever whenever if they ever do, he'll have the title at that point. Even if they put it on him right before they go on the tour and he loses it right when they come back, he'll have that title. Um Yeah. Uh, but I, I, God, Jim just going to win this, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Damn it. Can we just move on from this thing? This experiment you've been trying since May. It sucks, sucks. man. Sucks. sucks. Naomi versus Natalia. I don't think there's any way Natalia wins this. I think Naomi's winning it. I think Carmella leaves that show with the title, with the title though. Hey, that'd be cool. I think she cashes in and, and leaves. I forgot that she even had that. New Day versus the Usos. This has been a fun feud. Yeah, I think I think New Day wins and then they can move on. And I think I think for a month I think for a month they could have an amazing comedy one upsmanship feud with Brizongo that would be so much fun to watch. Just for a month, keep the title on the New Day, then the Usos come back and they could take it. But yeah, I, but I, I imagine Brizongo are gonna be feuding with whoever they find out. They they are like this is the thing I I think they solved the mystery and it was Arn Anderson, like or it was ah. the aliens that were having anal play with with Fandango that he didn't mind so much, like like they didn't say well to be continued at the end of the last last episode of the Fashion oh, Files so who knows AJ Styles AJ Styles Kevin Owens I I think AJ's winning this and it leads to something with Owens and McMahon. Oh yes yeah no no. Uh, Owens will say he got screwed by Shane and they'll build to something at Survivor Series. Randy Orton versus Rusev. Randy Orton's winning this one, but I would love it if Rusev won. Man. I would love it if Rusev won in a squash. Oh, yeah, me too. Absolutely. Break break Randy Orton. Send him on vacation. I am done with Randy Orton, even more so than Jinder. I can't get behind all of the of Randy Babyface because Randy Babyface is just Randy Heel, but you decide to cheer for him. It's just it's so boring yeah. and bland. I I like his finisher too, everybody. It's cool. It's neat. It's a neat the finish. Fin- the finisher is over. He's not. I'd like that finisher if somebody else had it a lot more. John Cena versus Baron Corbin. I am going with Cena. Uh I'm going to – Cena is booked for Raw after SummerSlam. So I I can't see him going out of SmackDown on a win. I think he gets sent there somehow by, by Baron Corbin. 
I don't know. Either way, we do have full coverage at Fightful.com. Of course, the Holy Smokes MMA podcast tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. And uh, the List and Your Boy Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, SmackDown post-show coverage tomorrow night. NXT, SummerSlam, Your Boys at Fightful have you covered all the way. And if you want to support Fightful, you can head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful. We have a new You Have Opinionated Wrongfully shirt up there, Alex. Kind sure of, we do. It's beautiful. I'm, I'm going to try to pull it up here. Let me see if I can get this shirt up here for our, for our good video viewers. Look at that beauty. Look at that beauty. Damn. ProWrestlingTees.com. Flash Fightful. Until next time, guys, we're out. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Horton's new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.